morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, June 28th. On this date in 1914, a political assassination sparked World War I, which was nicknamed the War to End All Wars. Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria and his wife Sophia were gunned down in Sarajevo by a Serb nationalist. An armistice, or truce, was signed on November 11, 1918. But the formal end of the war came with signatures on a treaty on this date in 1919, five years to the day after the Ferdinand killings. Do you know where that famous treaty was signed? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's see what today's forecast has in store over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Wednesday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sovine. A sunny sky this morning, a warm start. Dry out the door. It will be dry throughout the day. Rain chances less than 20%. A partly cloudy sky this afternoon with high temperatures up in the low to mid-90s inland. Upper 80s at the beaches. Warm and muggy this evening. Warm and muggy tonight. Overnight lows in the 70s. And hot weather is going to continue. Low to mid-90s for high temperatures through Friday. Small chance of a shower thunderstorm for the weekend all the way through the 4th of July. But temperatures in the mid-90s and heat index over 100 degrees starting on Saturday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Police have arrested a teenager they say is connected to a shooting in Bluffton. The Bluffton Police Department says 19-year-old Juan Moctezuma has been charged with attempted murder, a weapons possession charge, and discharging a firearm into a dwelling. According to police, that shooting happened on June 21st on Bluffton Parkway when officers found a home that had been damaged by bullets while they were responding to reports of a shooting. Officers say surveillance footage and witnesses led them to identify Moctezuma as a suspect. Well, a week after a woman was found on the sign of a Charleston County road with some serious injuries, her family is still searching for answers. Jen Drummond's family, as well as the Charleston County Sheriff's Office and Crime Stoppers, are all working together to offer a $1,000 reward for information that leads to an arrest in that case. Jen Drummond was found on Woodland Shores Road on the morning of June 21st and does remain unconscious. Deputies have not given an update on the investigation and they're unsure of what caused her injuries. Anyone with information is being asked to contact the sheriff's office. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office is searching for a man who has not been seen by his family since early last week. Take a really good look at your screen here. Investigators say Justice Asias Pride was last seen the morning of June 19th on Royal Road. That's in Somerville. Pride was believed to be wearing a light tan sweatsuit when he disappeared, and he's known to carry a tan book bag. If you've got any information on this case, you're asked to contact the Berkeley County Sheriff's Office or Detective Nicholas Morea. Both of those numbers are listed on your screen. Dorchester County and Dorchester School District 2 are discussing how to manage the around 16,000 students they say could enroll in the district over the next 10 years. One topic was the lack of classroom space. Officials say it can take up to three years to build a new school, but people are moving into the area at a much faster rate than that. The land those future schools are being built on is also a concern. The school district says they may have to shift attendance lines for schools in the 2024-25 school year to account for overcrowding in the district. The district is also expected to make changes to as many as 17 bus routes for the upcoming school year. 
Officials cite a lack of resources as to why changes are being made. The school district spent over $30,000 last year to bus those students living within a mile and a half of their school, something state buses are not supposed to do. Officials say they'll be adding more crossing guards and officers in addition to lowering the speed limit and walking areas as a way to keep these students safe. The routes will be finalized after the last two district meetings. A lack of street lights is causing some concerns on James Island. That's right. That's according to one man who lives there, and he says it's preventing him from walking and riding his bike at the Folly Road and James Island Connector intersection. Nick Reagan joins us live from that area now with more details on the push this man is making. Good morning, Nick. Yeah, good morning, Katie, Shelby. You know, you guys can see me pretty well right now because of all of these lights that I have right here. But if I were to take just a couple of steps back and if I were to walk into this intersection on the James Island Connector, you can't really see me. And that is the whole point is that this is a busy area with a sidewalk, but there is no uh, crossing guard now or, or crossing light, I should say. Now, we spoke with a resident. His name's Jonathan Wright. He said that this road is very busy at night and is nearly impossible to see pedestrians. He says it's only a matter of time until someone is hit. Now, Wright also says that the stretch of Folly Road between Central Park Road and Ellis Oak drive is totally dark going beyond the main area of concern. Wright spoke off camera but did say that he got SCDOT to at least change the light bulbs on the connector if uh, after they were burned out for months. Now Folly Road and James Island connector are maintained by the city of Charleston and there is no uh, pedestrian crossing signal even though there is a designated sidewalk. Wright says that uh, there's been uh, he's been in contact with the city and Dominion Energy about the issue. The city says that SCDOT uh, is it's their road and they can't change anything. However, Dominion Energy they did send this statement saying, "quote Dominion Energy works collaboratively with the municipalities and government entities to design and implement street lighting as directed." by the responsible party. Now, SCDOT, they did not respond to a comment, but Wright says that he hopes that something out here can be done so they can get this area lit up and allow folks to safely walk in this area. Guys, back to you. A grand opening nearly a quarter century in the making. Yesterday, the highly anticipated International African American Museum officially opened its doors to hundreds of really excited visitors. Yeah, that's right. Many of them say they'll be visiting again as soon as they can. Our Molly McBride spent the day talking to some of those visitors, and she tells us more about what they have to say. One woman who traveled all the way down from Washington, D.C. tells me she was so impacted by her experience that she's going to go back and tell everyone she knows to make the trip down to visit. It, it all brought it all together and it allowed us to see how not only were we slaves, but we contributed greatly to the history of uh, different countries. Several visitors spoke about how impactful the location of the museum was, with exhibits explaining a history that took place on the very grounds they were standing on. The museum is located on the historic Gadsden's Wharf, the spot where tens of thousands of Africans arrived in the United States after being taken from their native homeland. While reflecting on the past, some visitors say they began considering the future. Looking at the past and um, how African Americans in particular uh, have survived and thrived even uh, gives you hope for the future that things will continue to get better and better. 
Planning for the facility dates back to 2000. 20 years later, museum officials broke ground and three years later, just yesterday, the $120 million facility opened to the public. Reporting in downtown Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Today is Give Out Day, and it's a national day of giving for the LGBTQ plus community. The Charleston-based nonprofit, We Are Family, they need help reaching their donation goal of $10,000 to make sure queer and trans youth can thrive here in South Carolina. Our own Destiny Kennedy is live outside of that nonprofit in Charleston. And Destiny, how does this nonprofit help the community there? This year, donations are going specifically to two of the We Are Family programs, the life affirming programs. The first one is the trans love fund. This program provides rapid response emergency funds to trans identified individuals throughout the state. The second program is the mental health assistant program, which increases access to affirming mental health services by connecting both LGBTQ plus youth and affirming therapists. We are family community events director Jonathan Ramirez says this national day raises awareness about the importance of funding. A lot of corporations will donate to pride festivals, but really we need these, these funds to go to the work of the organizations who are doing the grassroots work. At We Are Family, our programs are funded by community support, by corporations donating to us. And so this really just highlights the need for funding to keep our programs running. For more information on how you can donate to We Are Family, visit Live5News.com. In North Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1919, the signing of a treaty formally ended World War I, even though there had been a truce underway for seven months. The famous treaty was known as the Treaty of Versailles, and it was signed, of course, in France. Celebrating birthdays this Wednesday, comedian director Mel Brooks turns 97, comedian John Biner is 86, and actress Kathy Bates is 75. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Morning Y'all. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great Wednesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News.